Will and Christian in the morning. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Will and Christian in the morning, season four. Season four. Season four. Um, we took a little break for Thanksgiving, but now we're back. Uh, and as always, I'm Will. And I'm Christian. And I just want to welcome back any new listeners, if you're tuning in for the second episode. Um, I know some people who have not listened to the show before listened mm-hmm. at our last episode. Um, so we're glad to have you. Welcome, and welcome. we're a bit more studio quality today. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, we're coming at you from the the beautiful and cold Boston, Massachusetts. Oh yes, so um, cold. Yeah, Christian, how are you? I'm good. Um, had a bit of a holiday party last night. Nice. Uh, it was a good time. Um, then tonight, going to the bar to watch the Eagles versus Cowboys. Very excited about that. Um, and I saw. A lot of movies lately, which is what we're going to talk about in a bit, but that's kind of what I've been up to. Will, how are you? I've been good. Um, I went home back to PA for Thanksgiving, so that was fun. I got to see family, mm-hmm. got to hang out. I did get sick while I was home, Classic as as usual. Day. I always get sick. It was yeah. on Thanksgiving Day, and you know that what? happens I was every also year. sick on Thanksgiving Day. Like, I got... I, I, I was, like, kind of sick, um, and then, like, I'm there, and, like, nose was stuffed up and i was just like i just feel terrible and i mean i'm the kind of guy that's like as soon as i like a drip of snot drops out i'm like it's covid oh my god like i'm like very i'm like super paranoid when it comes to that but i think i'm like i was good it wasn't covid but it was definitely no i was not thankful for being sick on thanksgiving (laughs) me too um but I also, I just went to New York City, actually, for the, the first time. Oh, no. I was there in the summer, I guess, too. But mm-hmm. uh, I got to do, my mom and I used to do like a yearly Broadway trip around Christmas, and then COVID ruined that. But mm-hmm. starting to do it again, so I saw Spamalot and Sweeney Todd, which were both very good. Uh, and I'm glad I got to, I'm getting to see shows again. It's oh, fun. Yeah. Very fun. All right, so why don't we get into a little bit of pre-show news, as always. So, as I mentioned, uh, I saw a lot of movies lately. You've seen a lot of movies lately. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that a little more, but, Will, what have you been watching lately? Great question. Um, when I was home, I went and saw The Holdovers, which I've been meaning to see for a long time. Me too. And yesterday, actually... I saw Dream Scenario with Nicolas Cage. Mm. Uh, and then I also saw the new Disney movie, Wish. What about you, Christian? Yeah. So, um, recently I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, and I would like to note, very proud of myself for this, I did not get up to pee in the entire <laughs> three and a half hours of this movie. Um, you didn't get up to pee, so you just you wore a diaper. No, I didn't pee at all. Um, and then yesterday I saw Eileen, which is an, another movie that uh, I like, didn't really hear too much about it. Mm. Um, and I can talk about that in a bit, but that was also good, but that's, uh, that's what I was, I was doing. So of those, um, those three movies that you saw, give me a little tier list, uh, Ooh. favorite to least favorite. I think... <coughs> I'll do my tier list and like talk about each one a little mm-hmm. bit. So number one is definitely the holdovers. That movie was 
fantastic i think it's gonna be like a holiday classic for a lot of people That's what um it's like it's not anything new like it doesn't do anything new it's the story you've probably seen before of like kind of coming of age story and like cranky professor like mm-hmm. getting along with the students and stuff um but it's just done really well it's very cozy um and it's also just really funny too mm-hmm. um takes place some of it takes place in boston which is cool it takes place in massachusetts oh, yeah. um and it's also shot like it's an old movie like from the 70s yeah. which just mm-hmm. adds to the coziness i saw the uh the trailer for that and i'm like come oscar season film bros are gonna like eat this out they're like oh my god it looks like an old movie <laughs> it has to be good <laughs> but it was good. It, like, it, yeah it actually was good but not related to the movie funny story i saw it at a theater near home and it's it's a pretty quiet movie and i guess mm. next door napoleon was playing oh so like during some emotional moments or quiet moments you would just hear like screaming and cannons going off <laughs> in the screen <laughs> next door mm-hmm. so it was a little distracting but it still was very enjoyable that's good i highly recommend i am it. going to i just need to find time to see because abby also wants to see it so we want to yeah. see it together but um, we just got to find the time because it's final season so she's very busy yeah uh number two was dream scenario that was a weird movie mm. uh, weird in a good way yeah if mm-hmm. you don't know anything about it because I, I haven't seen it a lot everywhere it's nicholas cage is playing like an old older professor and suddenly he starts showing up in people's dreams like just mm. standing there and <laughs> he kind of becomes like an online phenomenon because of it and that's all then the movie kicks into gear but mm. i thought it was going to be more about dreams I mean, it is, like, there's sequences hmm. with dreams, but it's more about how it affects this guy, like, in his life. I see. And it ends up kind of being a satire on some current, like, stuff in society. I don't, like, mm. I'm going too much into it will mm-hmm. kind of spoil some stuff. But yeah. the ending was okay. Like, it kind of falls apart a little bit at the end. But I it see. was still really good and weird. It has one of the most funniest yet most awkward and cringe inducing scenes i've ever seen that i will tell you about off <laughs> mm-hmm. off mic because it's a little too risque for this podcast oh uh, i mean to be fair we are uh, i mean i know if, if you have like work people listening but like we're no longer a college that's podcast. true it's still even a little uh, okay all right all right and it's one that you'll yeah um, okay <laughs> that's, all, that's all i'll say but i nick cage killed it he did a really mm. good job and i was telling christian it <laughs> It made me want to like go back and do like a Nick Cage, uh, <laughs> like all, watch all of mm-hmm. his filmography. So maybe instead of a New Year's resolution, I'll do like a year of Cage, mm. where I just watch Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, good or bad? <laughs> um, well, we'll see about that. But no, it, it was really good. And then number three was Wish. That was one that I yeah. people were saying it wasn't that great. I I liked it. I didn't think it was bad uh it was it was just like a little bit undercooked especially for them touting it as like the 100 the yeah. year of disney and like this is 100 mm. years in the making which definitely not um yeah. i don't think it was ai generated okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the music i think it worked sometimes but it it was a little too poppy it was julia michaels and benjamin rice i think who did the music mm-hmm. and like you can kind of tell yeah but uh, it's hard to explain but the 
it didn't feel except for that one villain song it didn't feel like the uh-huh. lin-manuel miranda-fication of music uh, but see, yeah. like every song they were like singing sort of offbeat or like trying to yeah. fit a lot of words into the melody that mm-hmm. didn't fit so it was like a lot of songs were close to being really good but like felt weird close to being really um good. i'd say it's worth a watch once it comes to disney plus i but wouldn't not i theaters? wouldn't make it i mean if you have like a list i would watch it in theaters but cause okay. it's a pretty movie but I, otherwise i wouldn't make the trip to pay for it yeah what about the movies that you saw um well it was two so it's gonna be a very quick list but i would say uh first place would have to go to killer to the flower moon um even though so minor critique not really critiques um it definitely felt like a three and a half hour movie (laughs) that i that's like not really a bad thing there were times when i'm like you know it's like they're doing slower stuff Lots of, you know, character moments. It's really good, but I'm like, you know, kind of like looking at my watch like, okay, guys. Um, but it was, I mean, it's Martin Scorsese, you know, you know it's going to be good. But I think, so it, for those of you who don't know, this movie is about the, uh, in the 20s, 1920s, the Osage tribe of Native Americans in um god i think it was oklahoma it was like hmm. physically like very close to the whole like tulsa race riots thing and like around okay. the same time um but the osage tribe uh the people living there they found oil um on their land so then they kind of suddenly became the richest it was like the richest uh area per capita hmm. in america at that time cuz they so then, like, they became super rich, and then you have all of these, like, white people coming in, like, they're, you know, they're the cab drivers, they're the maids and stuff, and they're trying to, like, get in, and they're trying to, like, marry in to get into that, um, the the family money, the family oil money. Uh, but then, mysteriously, a lot of these Osage tribe members start mysteriously dying. Um, and people are like, what's going on here? So the whole movie is kind of exploring, like, what happened there um, in history and, like, you know, how it kind of... I wouldn't call it a mystery because I think we all kind of know, like, yeah. who's doing it. But the characters, they don't really know. Wait, is the So, yeah, I really don't know anything much mm-hmm. about this movie. Is this... I know it's based on a book. It is, is based it on a book. A thing that actually happened, or is it, like, historical fiction? It is a thing that actually okay. happened. Um, and I think the reason why... And Scorsese was very passionate about this project. He said he really wanted to bring it to light. Um, and I think he did a really good job. He was very respectful. Like, there was a whole separate casting director for the oh, Native wow. American people, and they had a lot of, like, Osage tribe members that aren't actors in the movie playing themselves. Um, so, you know, that was really good. Um, and... I don't want to, like, talk about the ending too much, but I think the ending was, like, my favorite part. What I will say is that, you know, even though this is a very important movie about, like, an important uh, historical thing with these uh, Native Americans, um, at the end of the day, this is a story about Native Americans made by Scorsese and other (laughs) white people paid for by the massive Apple Corporation. But It was paid for by Apple? It's an Apple TV or like an Apple huh. movie original, which I was always like, Ugh. like I I don't I I am not the biggest fan of like 
streaming services making like blockbuster like movie theater Although movies. Apple stuff has been like they put out some good shows. They do. Um, but I think I I think like it's different like shows on their service versus yeah. movie. I always felt a little weird about that. But I think, and again, I'm not gonna spoil the ending. But like Scorsese knows that at the end, it's like a story told by white people, yeah. paid for by a corporation. He knows that, and he kind of like acknowledges it in the, like a really interesting, beautiful way. Um, through this movie, but it was really good. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio, who played the main dude, it was really good. Robert De Niro was fantastic. Mm. Um, Lily Gladstone, who played the main Native American woman named Molly. She like gave her an Oscar. Like she was fantastic. Um, another <laughs> funny thing that I saw this with Abby, and I told her afterwards. So Leonardo DiCaprio's character Ernest, he his uncle is Robert De Niro's character, uh, William Hale, and you can tell that Leo and Robert De Niro are related because the whole time Leo Leo DiCaprio is doing the De Niro frown like the. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing like like I noticed that like at first, and I'm like in my head I'm like. If this is like an intentional note to show that they're related, I'm like, this would be the funniest thing ever. Um, and I feel like because Scorsese and uh, De Niro like did so many movies together, he's got to know, like, he kind of knows his stuff. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was funny, but yeah, that was really good. Um. And then Eileen that I saw yesterday, that was also really good, and that I like kind of went in completely blind. But it's about this girl, and it also takes place in Massachusetts. Hmm. A lot of these, a lot of these movies yeah. in Massachusetts, we're kind of eaten. Like, go us. Um, but it's about this girl named Eileen who, it's like the 60s, um, she works as like, like a, a attendant assistant in a boy's prison, like younger boy's prison. Okay. Um, like she like takes out the trash and like, you know, lets people into people's coats, things like that. Um, and this bitch is horny and it's like, it's part, she just, oh my God. Um, she, but, like, the, I think the whole thing is, like, she doesn't have a great at-home life. She doesn't really have any friends, so yeah. she tries to, like, find pleasure in these things. Um, and then a new prison psychologist comes in, played by Anne Hathaway. The character's name is Rebecca. And she's, like, now the only person nice to Eileen. And then Eileen kind of, like, is horny and falls in love with her. Yeah. Um, and then it's just kind of the whole thing that's, like, you know... Eileen is just so she feels so unworthy and unloved and so as soon as she sees like a little bit of love she like jumps at it. Yeah. Um it was it was really good. Like I don't really know how to describe it that much. Uh it was like really good um kind of like like a weird good. Okay. Um it's pretty short. It was like an hour and a half. Um and an hour in it there's this plot twist and Hey everyone, it's Christian here in the editing bay of uh, Will and Christian in the Morning. So, here's the thing. Uh, since we started doing this new season of the podcast, uh, we've been, Will and I have been trying to figure out the best way um, to record the podcast now that we're at the studio. Um, and that not only goes for... Um, microphones and recording devices but also recording software so very first episode uh we had these like little tiny mics um and then we just recorded on my phone and the audio was pretty crappy uh (laughs) so um 
for this episode, we both kind of have, we had external mics and I have this little, um, uh, kind of audio box is what it's called. Uh, it kind of, you know, lets you take an external mic, plug it into that. And then that plugs into the computer so we can record audio straight into the computer, like what, uh, musicians and stuff do. Um, and that works pretty well. However, uh, we tried a couple different, um, recording softwares to try and, you know, put it all together. We tried Audacity, which is what we used back in college, and we just could not get both of our mics to work. So then we switched to BandLab, which is a free uh, recording software, and that worked. It worked out well. Uh, but the problem was that we figured out kind of running into the show is that um, you can only record 15 minutes at a time. <clears throat> so... You know, we're going through the episode as normal, and then I check back at Band Lab, um, and it had stopped recording, and I was like, oh my god, and we were like 20 minutes in, um, so we had to basically record the episode in four chunks of 15 minutes. However, <laughs> uh, the reason why I'm talking to you now uh, from the editing bay is that for whatever reason, the second part, the second 15-minute chunk is just not there. Uh, it's lost. I don't know where it is. So we have that whole little chunk of episode that is just not available to us anymore. So I'm here to kind of catch you up to speed on what you missed in that <laughs> 15 minute chunk. So you finished talking about uh, the pre-show news. I think I finished talking about like Eileen, how the plot twist happened uh, and then it got really fast uh, and kind of ended quickly, but it was still really good. Then, um, and I'm sad that this didn't make it in, um, I gave Will his very late birthday present, um, and it was a Will and Christian in the Morning mug, like the one that he gave me uh, way back a couple years ago for my birthday, except his has the new logo, where we have beards, and his handle is on the other side, so we can, like, hold the mugs together and, like, clink them like Troy Nabed do. It was really cute. I'm really mad that he didn't get in. Uh, and I think we kind of reference it later in the episode. Um, <clears throat> so it's funny. He, because we, of the recording um, issues, he, we had to like re-record his reaction like three times. So we had to like pretend that he was opening it again and pretend to give a reaction. Um, but yeah. And then we talked a little bit. I think I talked about like the boys, Mexico spinoff, um, which got announced and we talked a little bit about that. But the main thing I want to mention is the main topic because uh, going into the next part, we just sort of like are in the middle of it. The main topic for this episode is sort of a retrospect uh, look back at 2023, um, all the movies that came out specifically in the lens of uh, Oscars, Oscar awards. Um, so we wanted to talk about some of the movies we saw this year and which ones that we think are going to get a lot of Oscar buzz. Um, and yeah, that's what we talk about in this episode. So you're going to, it's going to cut to kind of like the middle of that conversation, but then the rest of the episode should be good from there. So uh, sorry about that. We're figuring it out, but uh, please enjoy the rest of the episode of Will and Christian in the morning. Yeah. And so maybe not, I don't know, but, I think they did a good job with the design on that movie. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking every year we always have very Oscar Beatty movies. Mm -hmm. um, I honestly think I just saw a trailer for Ferrari. Mm -hmm. That feels very Oscar Beatty. I just, it, it looked boring. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's, 
like I they're like trying to like like Adam Driver has the line where he's like two things cannot exist in the same point in space or time. <laughs> and like and then they like they do that line at the beginning of the trailer and then they just use the exact, the exact same, same line clip, at the end. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like I I don't know, he's like, Oh, I'm a businessman, but I'm also a racer and like it just doesn't look that exciting. Yeah, I, don't I know. saw the trailer for that too. It looked dumb. Um, but one that I saw this year that I think is a little bit Oscar Beatty was Air about mm-hmm. the Air Jordans, which I mean, it was a good movie, but it was like it feels like every other historical. T- oh, there was also a lot of like corporate movies that came out this yeah. year, like BlackBerry, which I liked mm. a lot. I heard that was good. BlackBerry, was awesome. Dumb Money. Oh, that's not really corporate, money, but that's yeah. like about a event that happened in history mm-hmm. like air um like oh, there's historical movies there's a bunch of these tetris there was a oh bunch God, of tetris. i heard that was not that good yeah mm. so like it just felt like another one of those and any t- honestly maybe it sounds bad anytime i see ben affleck in one of these movies <laughs> it automatic automatically makes me feel like it's oscar baiting <laughs> like with argo <laughs> and like <laughs> All these, every time he shows up in a movie, I'm like, God damn! Like, this guy's <laughs> just trying to get another Oscar. Oh my god! He's he like an, an Oscar, industry. He's like an Oscar plant. Yes, um, oh that god. him and like Leo, honestly, uh-huh. sometimes. But mm. um, it was like it was good, but I feel like people probably are gonna say it's better than it was. Yeah. That's also the time when I saw the CEO of AMC. Oh <laughs> in yeah. The movie theater, and that was a weird experience because he was uh-huh. just trying to basically pitch us to buy more AMC stock. <laughs> And uh, there was a guy in a gorilla costume. <laughs> okay. And I thought Ben Affleck was going to show up mm. because I was like, oh, Ben Affleck's from Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, he he likes Duncan. Yeah. He did the Duncan commercial right near me. Um, yeah. And the CEO is going to be there. Like maybe Ooh. he brought it. Maybe he brought in a special guest. And when mm. I got there, there was a security guard outside the theater. So Uh-oh. I went, hmm, could be it, it. Was just for the stupid CEO. Yeah, it was just the stupid yeah. CEO. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. He was yeah. nice, I guess, but mm-hmm. he's the CEO. Um, uh, another movie that I think is not going to get any recognition, but I wish it would. Bottoms I never was got so good. Um, that oh my god, I, that and like that week that I saw Bottoms, it was just like nonstop AOA to Beery movies. It was like I saw Bottoms, and then I saw Ninja Turtles, and then I saw Theater Camp, and she's in all three of those. And I'm like, I just, I'm like, I know, it, it, like, this is like my first exposure to her. I'm like, yeah. all in a row. Um, but Bottles was just like so good. Man. I'm sad I didn't get to, the time I was going to watch that, like, my train got stopped mm-hmm. for like so long. I was going to miss like most of the movie. So I had to, I had to go home and then it was gone. Yeah. I could see it. But it was just so good. It's like this kind of like absurdist, like, it's like girl boss terrorism kind of thing. It's just, it's so. It was so funny and so creative. Like, I huh. saw it with Abby and a couple of her friends. It was just, like, me and a bunch of, like, other gay people. And they're like, oh, like, this is so funny. Hmm. Um, but I, I'm sad. I feel like it didn't really do too well at the box office. And I feel like, I feel like, like, TikTok really liked it. Um, and then after the strike ended, like, Ayo DeBerry and her other, and Rachel... Sent, I don't know how to pronounce last name, but the two main stars, they like started posting a lot of behind the scenes stuff. They're like, oh, go see it. It was really good. Um, and Marshawn Lynch, who is a former football player, who you may know <laughs> if you have Prime, he's the guy that says, Thursday night football on Prime. It's <laughs> on. And then he flips the switch. That's Marshawn Lynch. But okay. he was a 
football player. I forget what team. But, like, he was in it. He was, like, the coach. And he was really funny. Hmm. It was just – it was really good. If it's on streaming, I think you should watch it. I need to it. watch it. It was uh, so good. I think we're coming back into the age of mid-budget, uh, like, raunchy comedies, which, which is kind of fun. I'm happy about Yeah, like, it. I watched No Hard Feelings when it came on to Netflix. I want to watch I, that. I meant to see when it was in theaters, but I didn't mm. get to. And it was – it's not perfect, but it was mm. a fun movie. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Lawrence did a great job. The Evan Hansen, uh, Andrew Barth yeah. Feldman, mm-hmm. uh, he was great. So yeah, I I definitely recommend watching that. Yeah. Not gonna win any Oscars, but yeah. uh, um. So if we're talking about, we talked a little bit about you know some Best Picture. We talked about costume. One category at the Oscars that I think is going to be full of good stuff: Best Animated Feature. Yeah. The the number of great animated movies that came out this year. Has been first of all, um, n- not this year that you pointed out. It's not this year, but it was in this Oscar cycle. Puss in Boots too, Ugh. which I still so good, seen, and I still need this. My brother has been poking me for like months to go. It see was it. such a surprise because I just it was a like January day. I was like, hey, I got mm. nothing to do. I'll go see this, and it was so good. Like, mm-hmm. you just have to watch. I can't even say. Yeah. You just have to watch it, mm-hmm. and it's on Netflix. So. Um. Have you seen Nimona? No, I Holy haven't. Holy crap. That was so good. That was, okay. like, also kind of surprising. That's on Netflix. That was just, oh, my God. It was, it's just so, and it's, like, this is sort of, it's, we're in a post Into the Spider-Verse age where now <laughs> animated movie. movies are trying to do cool, unique animations rather than the generic, like, DreamWorks and Pixar type animations. Yeah. And it's, no more. It was so good and so creative. Um, Ninja Turtles. Did you see Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I don't think it'll win. Um, I think it definitely. It was really. I, I it liked really it. Good. I just think it'll become a like dated pretty instantly. I think that's fair. But uh, I don't think it stacks up to the other ones in this category. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely would get a nomination. Oh, I, I don't know if I would say win. Um, obviously, across the Spider Verse, which I want to talk a little bit. Yeah. More later, and I think it's gonna win. I think I think that's kind of a clear winner. Um, I also thought Elemental was really good. I think that's a close. I think it's a close second that could maybe cinch it because the Academy only they always just pick the Disney movie. Yeah, usually, that was like, I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed it. The marketing, the marketing was, was terrible. <laughs> but then everybody on TikTok was like, "Oh, ignore the commercials! Like this movie's really good." And then I saw it. I'm like, "This is really good." Um, was it this Mario movie? Do you think that would? Did you watch it? If- I did not. Uh, I will watch it. It won't. I don't think it'll win. It's it's fun, but well, now there's that new Studio Ghibli movie, Boy and the Heron, that just came out. I want to see that. I also want to see that. So I've heard people say it's good. Apparently, uh, I guess Robert Pattinson does the yeah, and like nobody could recognize him. Yeah, that's Robert Pattinson. He's just he's become uh, the guy who just does these like uh, like he's just the guy from Twilight, and then he just keeps. Doing other roles, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, Robert Pattinson could do that!" I'm like, yeah, "That's like Daniel Radcliffe doing wacky, like insane." Daniel Radcliffe movie doing roles. not Harry Potter. Yeah. Um. What I actually so story about um Robert Pattinson. So I've been watching a lot of varieties actors on actors. Okay. Um. And for those of you who don't know, it's Variety, like the magazine, whatever. They take two actors from various you know popular movies from the year. And put them together and they just interview each other. So one, to, I think what illustrates the point the best, 
Margot Robbie and Killian Murphy did mm-hmm. one together. So they talked about Barbenheimer. Um, the one I was watching was Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> They've both been in. Oh, Poor Things. Oh, That's another movie. That I need to see that too. Well, I've heard it's fantastic. Week, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, Mark Ruffalo was in Poor Things, Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer, but also they both have the Marvel connection. Yeah. But. Um, they both worked on Christopher Nolan movies. Um, I actually I don't know if Mark Ruffalo has, but yeah, obviously Oppenheimer's yeah. Christopher Nolan. So Robert Downey Jr. was talking about how it's interesting where these sort of ideas come from, and apparently, did you see Tenant? No, I also didn't see it. I heard it was heard pretty it was good. Okay. But Robert Pattinson starred in this Christopher Nolan movie. Apparently, after it wrapped, Robert Pattinson gave Christopher Nolan as a gift. Letters from J. Robert Oppenheimer, and then no, which I'm like, that's a weird oh. gift. Maybe it's like so supposed to be like poetic kind of thing. Like, Why did he have them? I don't know. <laughs> um, but then RDJ was like, you know, and then it just kind of sat with him, and then he was like, I'm gonna make a movie about Oppenheimer, and that's how he made Oppenheimer. Huh. So it's like these little, I'm like, thanks, Robert Pattinson, I guess. It's a really good movie. Hmm. So I have one more really awful movie I saw this year that really disappointed me more than anything. Really? And it was Haunted Mansion. Mm. I had high hopes for this movie because I, as many friends know, I'm a big Disney park. I'm not a Disney adult. Uh I always have to clarify, (laughs) but I am a fan of parks in Mm. general. And I love the Haunted Mansion. And the Eddie Murphy movie has been, not a lot of people like it because it is not great. But, Mm I was excited because it seemed like they were finally going to do a proper Haunted Mansion movie that mm. like calls back to the ride. Mm. The ride has a story, and it seemed like they were going to kind of take the, bring that in. Yeah. Um, and it sucked. It was horrible. Like, and it, I was excited because like Owen Wilson. I like Owen Wilson. The Keith. It was a good Stanfield. cast. Like, it was a great. It was a stacked yeah. cast. Um, it was one of the worst movies I saw this year. Like, worst it was. Movie. Wow. It was just boring yeah. and. A whole thing about the Haunted Mansion is that, like, it's ghosts that you, like, you see the ghosts after a certain point, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of, like, playful and living there, and they're yeah. not really, like, mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and you only see the ghosts for, like, two minutes in this movie. Uh, what? The rest of the time, like, the ghosts are interacting with the characters, but it's all, like, you see something move across the hall. Like, the ghosts are barely in the movie. Um, huh. And they just spend most of the movie in these, like, two rooms of the mansion. <laughs> there's there's references to the ride and stuff, but it's just not good. Like, Interesting. It's – it really – I left that theater really sad. I got wow. a cool pin, though, for oh. free from AMC. Well, so that's worth it. It was then. worth it. Anyway. Um, that's – I didn't know you were, like, excited about that movie. I, well, because I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, this actually kind of looks good. This, the cast looks good. It looks, like, faithful to the ride. The trailer was better than the movie. Yeah. Like, it was one well good. And Jared Leto was in it, which I always hate. Jared Leto? He plays the Hatbox Ghost, which he did yeah. a good job, but that character... Uh, mm-hmm. It yeah. just wasn't good. Will is on his hater shit today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, I'm here for it. So, one last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up. So, I saw this on Twitter the other day. Um, they released a short list for best visual effects, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like 20 movies uh, that are sort of being considered to be nominated for best visual effects at this year's Oscars. Big controversy. Oppenheimer was not on this list, which is kind of crazy. 
because yeah. like th- I mean like I well, know they said they like didn't use CGI but like yeah. they they used some CGI and like for like or all uh, the- even better that a lot of it was must have been practical which is like yeah. even still it's still visual effects yeah um but and what did end up getting nominated were both the Marvels and even worse Quantumania that's which what? like I Quantumania should not be on that list no. that had some dodgy visual effects yeah that's just that's god quantumania is just made me mad but um another movie that was on this list that i want to sort of use to open up a further discussion um across the spider-verse was the one animated movie on this list for best visual effects has one ever been besides like avatar i don't know which is, is basically Techni- an animated movie yeah but, but like, it has live action not- stuff um, like, but I don't know if anything else has been nominated. I don't know. Um, but this, I think, brings up an interesting discussion. Do you think Across the Spider-Verse has a chance of winning Oscars other than Best Animated Feature? Because I think we can agree that's the, it's kind of a shoe in for Best Animated Feature. Do you think it could be nominated for other Oscars such as Best Picture? I don't think it would be nominated for Best Picture just because it's like it's part one of a two part, which I guess the Lord of the Rings movies were. Yeah. I think the second Lord of the Rings movie is one best picture, but I think those also stand on their own a little bit better. Like mm-hmm. I love across the spider verse, but, and it has like complete arcs and stuff, but you like, it's not done. We don't know the whole story. Yeah. Yet. Like it kind of, that was one of my big criticisms of the movie is it kind of just ends. Yeah. Um, I still like really like it though, and I yeah. just don't know if it would be best picture worthy. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I I don't think I would nominate it for best picture. It's also like at the end of the day, not to sound film broy, it is also like still just a superhero film at the end. Yeah. Of, like it, it does stuff differently, but it still follows that formula a little bit. Like yeah. I don't know if it does story wise anything unique enough. To really push it to like, best I picture. think, I feel like it kind of does, like it is a superhero movie, but I think it kind of like, I feel so douchey saying this. I feel like it kind of turns the genre on its head. That's true. Because I think it like the whole thing about like, oh yeah, and it's very meta. The kind of like stuff. The canon event, That's like really what makes Spider Man Spider Man, and about what that. makes. A superhero movie, like I feel like the canon that Miguel is trying to like, like this is how superhero movies work. Like you know, you have your father figure gets killed, and that, and like superhero movies and Spider-Man specifically, like everybody has an Uncle Ben type character that dies. Everybody loses a Gwen Stacy type character, um, and those are the things that like makes him Spider-Man. But then Miles is like. And you know, and like yeah. Miguel's like, you weren't supposed to be Spider-Man, but Miles is like, I'm gonna write my own story. Um, and it like, and I feel like it's very, it's like this meta thing because people, and I remember when Homecoming first came out, like a lot of people were like, oh, we're not going to see this origin story. We're not going to see Uncle Ben die. And like, they're like, you've seen Uncle Ben die like a gazillion times. Like we're trying to do something different. I feel like the Spider-Man fandom has kind of gotten into, and like maybe Marvel too, like like the like really guys who are like really into the comics that are like you you have to do this exactly the same and it's like this is how it's supposed to go and i think this whole arc that miles has is like 
everybody's like the whole I'm gonna do my own thing. Like he's like I am gonna be my own person. You can't tell me who what I have to do or what I have to go through to become Spider Man. Yeah. And I think that's sort of like that's Stan Lee's whole thing of anyone can wear the mask yeah. it doesn't matter who you are like Peter, there's nothing special about peter parker other than he got bitten by a radioactive spider he's just a normal guy who's like he's a good guy but like if anybody else got bitten by the spider they could be spider-man hmm. and i think that so i would say that's sort of like that's like a different thing that i think across the spider-verse does really well i do agree that it I think it's very much still a part one. It's like its own thing, but it really it, it does feel a lot like a part one, and even like kind of a part two. It feels like it's a sequel to yeah. Into the Spider Verse, and I feel like there's like some context that needs like you can't just sit down and watch Across the Spider Verse. Um, you gotta kind of know about the first stuff, but um, I do think I I'm like a big across the Spider-Verse Defender because like when it first came out I think like a lot of people on TikTok were like oh it's just you know setting up the next movie and I'm like no, it no d- I think yeah. it does something really cool um, is that best picture worthy? I don't know there have been um, animated movies nominated for best picture um, three I just looked this up recently it was Up Toy Story 3 and Beauty and the Beast yeah um which is, I mean, I think those are all good. Up is interesting, but um, yeah, so I think, I don't know. I think it's an interesting discussion, especially because it's on the short list for visual effects. Like, I feel like animated movies have only been nominated for Best Picture and Best Animated Feature. Would Best Original Song be one they could get? That could probably, yeah. I guess that's different. That That's had some animated movies. Um also, I was talking to Abby about this the other day. I'm like, I feel like oh, it's probably gonna be I'm just Ken. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be I'm just, just Ken. Be, I'm I don't just know. Ken. Like the soundtrack for Across the Spider is really good. Um, but did Sunflower win when the first movie came out? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know what else nominated. But I was talking to Abby about this the other day. Um, about this whole Across the Spider thing. I was like. Animated features have their own thing. I was like, I kind of want there to be like, there's best actor, best actress. I think yeah. there should be like a best voice actor. Best yeah, voice there actors. should. It's a different skill set. Yeah, and I think it's like, like it, it would just be best actor in an animated film kind yeah. of thing, but they would say best voice actor kind of thing. Because like I, you know, like the performances in Across the Spider-Verse are super good. Um, what other? Like, I don't know, Puss in Boots was good yeah. uh but i i think i think that could be another thing because like voice acting is a whole complete because you have to like you know the animators like animate the face and stuff for emotion but like you have to like turn up your emotions of purely with your voice and i think yeah. that's a really hard thing that like actors can't really do like when what if came out and like there were a lot of like mm, Sebastian yep. Stan for example like he was not a good voice actor but then I think like Paul Bettany um, Chadwick Boseman a couple other like they were good voice actors because they like know what they're doing there yeah um so I think it would be cool to for voice actors to get some love at the Oscars yeah. that could be cool I agree I don't know um but I think that's just about everything we had for today unless yeah. you have anything else you want to talk about nope I think that that's good to wrap up yeah Um. so thank you everybody for listening yeah, so thank you. 
going back to the mug that I gave you. Um, oh, yeah. So I put this up on Abby's. I use Abby's Redbubble to like design it. Sure. So theoretically, oh. if any listeners out there want their own Will and Christian in the Morning mug, we could set it up on the store and you could <laughs> you could buy your own mug. So I like I talked to a couple of people and like, would you buy a Will and Christian in the Morning mug? And like at least two people were like, yes. So okay. if we want to start making some money, like $2 let us DM us, let us know. Yeah, if you want your own mug, let us know and we can like set something up. And let us know the worst movie that you watched this year. Let's keep the hate train going. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun that I gotta say, like I love being a hater. Being a hater is so fun. Um, yeah, let us know uh, the worst movie. If you want to tell us your, the best movie you saw, sure. But, like, really go to town on some of these bad movies. We'll, ha- bad we'll have movies. to do a bad movie breakdown three. Yeah, we'll bring it back. Um, so let us know. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Be sure to Thanks. follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Rate five stars. Yeah. Um, and we will see you at some point because Christmas is coming up. I don't know when we'll do the next one. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But um, if this is the last episode of 2023, um, cheers to the new year and we will see you in the next one. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.